0: don't cause a ruckus is a completely fan produced show of the fan controlled sports and entertainment network the first ever open source professional sports league controlled entirely by you the fans if you'd like to watch live tune into our twitch youtube or social media channels every wednesday at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific now it's time for don't cause a ruckus with aj and jose ruckus
1: what's up internet welcome to don't cause a ruckus the sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously i am one of your hosts jose ruckus and joining me as always is my good friend and arch enemy aj kyle what's
0: going on aj not too much man honestly my i'm gonna i'm gonna be real with you i'm we're, i've realized that you ask me this question every time i always say not too much so now i'm gonna just start <laughs> off with something that's okay. on my mind and, and i want to talk about it with you so you know, I used to be a part of two old two bands. Yeah. So Sleep On It is my first band, longest band. Hasn't been around. We're dead for a while. Now, my old band makeout, I left because I didn't like the manager. I'm open. It's 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 cool. No issues with the band. I love those guys. But they're on tour with a band called Every Avenue. Now, for those who don't know who Every Avenue is, they're like a pop punk band that broke up a long time ago. Big famous band, if you were into that scene. But they came back. It's one dude from the original lineup, and it's one dude like from the last lineup. So it's just one dude from the band as a whole, and he brought in a bunch of hired guns. Now I don't know if like fans are happy about that, but like, it's it like got uh, me It's thinking. like Guns and
1: Roses, right? Like like the Chinese Democracy era when they were just like <laughs> rotating, like like Buckethead played in that band, yeah, and just, like whoever.
0: But it was just it's just one original member. Of any iteration, so it got me to thinking. Maybe I do that with my old band because, like, all of them got canceled. I-, I left way before they got canceled, so I'm not canceled, and the music is still loved. What if you, I? You, just you go go should,
1: out? No, you know what you should do is uh, <laughs> you should do what uh, Thomas Kilnaki did. He was in Catch 22, and then that band broke up, and he formed Streetlight Manifesto. And the yeah. second Streetlight Manifesto album is just he did the the uh, the Catch 22 album. He just re recorded it.
0: He did? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I should just do that. Just start. Because, you know, I want to do the whole gorillas thing, make music, but behind, like, not my face. Because I don't like my face. Let's be real. A cartoon monkey would be better. So <laughs> That's just what's on my mind right now. But All right. No, I'm into it. I, I like it. That's, a, that's interesting.
1: But, yeah, if you didn't know, <laughs> Don't Cause a Ruckus uh, sports debate show. We do it every Wednesday here on Twitch.tv slash Band Controlled Sports. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Then this goes live on podcast services and the YouTube, but you can be watching it live just like peanut is every week. He's here. He's always watching. Uh, We got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week because uh, free agency just opened up about a day ago or day or two ago. And uh, man, there's a lot of news. But the one big news item that came out today, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show says he intends to go to the New York Jets. AJ, what are your thoughts?
0: i mean i'm disappointed but you know at least he finally got it out there there's no more questioning about like where he wants to go but i just think that that's a poor decision on his part honestly um like he has such a tenured like all-star career in my opinion and i feel like it's gonna be tainted kind of i'm not saying tom brady tainted his with his last season but It's not the same. He could have left on a a Super Bowl win with Tampa Bay, left on top, and instead he's kind of leaving. Potentially, if he doesn't come back to the Dolphins, uh, he's potentially leaving on like a low note. And I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. As much as like he wants to change up, you know, the organization and you know the culture over there in the Jets, I don't think, I genuinely don't think as an organization the Jets have the wherewithal to pull together a team worthy of Aaron Rodgers' last few seasons to make a playoff run. I really don't.
1: The, the Jets are not good management. I think this is a great example of bad management. You're bringing in this dude. You locked yourself out of a huge chunk of the free agency trying to figure out how much you're going to pay this guy, how much of the cap. You're cutting a bunch of players on your team already. He's coming in. He wants... He doesn't want your guys. He doesn't. He gave, he gives the Jets a list of offensive players that he wants. It's all guys from the Packers. The Packers right now, they've got the Jets over a barrel because they've missed out on all the quarterbacks in the free agency. Jimmy Garoppolo signed with the Raiders. Derek Carr went over to the Saints. Everybody's gone around. Everybody's already signed. The Jets are going to have to give up a huge amount of picks, all kinds of stuff, because they have to get Aaron Rodgers now. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers... Their entire free agencies completely failed. So, I think this is just a perfect example of why the Jets always seem to screw things up.
0: Well, not only that, like the thing that's kind of bonkers to me is, did you see the like list of people that Aaron Rodgers wants the Jets to go after? Randall there-
1: Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, uh, Odell, the, yeah, Odell. The, these these guys aren't better than the guys the Jets already have. They're just older.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's just people that Aaron Rodgers is familiar with. Like they got, they already got Lazar, like Alan Lazard. but like, yeah. So that's one person checked off his list, and he's made his intentions clear. He wants to be a Jet, but man, I just, I, I don't, I don't know who can like. There's nobody that can convince me that this is good. This is like a positive step in the right direction. I think this is just. You know, this is just like meandering down the middle of the road for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Like, I don't think this is a step in a positive direction for either person. I think like it's a lateral step, if anything.
1: Honestly, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to enter the uh, the AFC East and he's going to be the the fourth best quarterback in that division right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have Josh it's a Allen, tough division. you have Tua, you have Bailey Zappi. These guys are great. These are good quarterbacks. And frankly, with the uh the Dolphins picking up uh Mike White, Aaron Rodgers Mike might even White. be fifth. Honestly, I think I would be honest if I was the Jets right now, I I would rather just hold on to I would have paid Mike White whatever terrible contract the Dolphins just gave him, and I would run out there with Mike White because I don't think that you're a quarterback away right now. I really don't. Um I don't think that there's that much worth putting all this investment in a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Mike White is young. Mike White looked promising at points last season. And Mike White is cheap. And those are three things that Aaron Rodgers is not. So yeah, I don't, I don't like this. And I'm I'm just sick of Aaron Rodgers at this point. Every single day it's all about Aaron Rodgers. Even today, he goes on Pat McAfee's show and he doesn't say, Hey, I'm going to the I'm going to the Jets. It's over. No, he says, well, I'm intending to go to the Jets. Okay, but who knows what's going to happen? You know, he just he 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 wants everybody paying attention to him. All 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 free agency.
0: He's a pot stir, man. He likes the pot. He likes to stir it. He likes to be the center of attention in it. He wants to be the main protein in said drama pot and free agency for the NFL. And I can't blame the man like. I loved his reclusive, like I'm going away for like two weeks <laughs> and not coming back. And then when I come back, I'm gonna come become a jet, like he. But I'm, I'm saying, like he must have been. I was. I think my idea where he was doing something else besides reclusing himself into, you know, you know. I agree. Getting his idea. I, I think he must have come out just a little intoxicated, still being like the jets, the jets. Let's yeah. go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, let's get into the rest of the, uh, the NFL free agency news because there's a lot of stuff going down right now. AJ, right now, who do you think are the winners and the losers in the NFL free agency period?
0: I mean, I'm going to say it, the Falcons are the winners of the free agency right now. Uh, Johnny I, I, Smith? I, no, I like you got to look at the other players that they got. Uh, let me pull up this thing that I have. I have a grid that we came up with yesterday that we were talking about on here. It is, is this, is it? No, this, this is the one this here. It is. I'm pulling it up right now. All right. So the reason why I say the Falcons is we got Chris Lindstrom, Johnny Smith. We also got, where's the other guy, Jesse Bates three. See now Jesse Bates. That is to me, someone that's going to help immediately in the defensive end for the Falcons. Uh, Lu Smith, he's not going to add much alongside Kyle Pitts. Let's be real, but that's a good two t- like two tight end combination. As far as, you know, especially their division. Uh, I'm, a- I'm excited to see them play alongside each other. But the reason why I say the Falcons is because they're hungry. They're using that calf space that they have. Now, I think the bears are going to do some damage. It looks like Austin Eckler is going to be moving to Chicago. That's the rumor right now. And that would fit. be a great fit. And I saw something online that said, "Who's gonna beat like a team with like uh what? It's Justin Fields, it's uh, Austin Eckler, Chase Claypool, DJ uh, Moore now, DJ Moore, yeah, DJ Moore. That's who I was thinking of. Like, who's gonna be? Oh, and Kemet, uh What? 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 what, what uh, Chase Claypool,
1: who they got from uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, still- I think they're resigning then-
0: him." Cole Kemet, that's who I was thinking. Cole I mean, yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah. Um, so that's like a potent offense. And, you know, somebody's like, who who's going to stop that? You know who's going to stop that? Chicago's O-line, that's who's going to stop that. <laughs> they don't have an O-line. Uh, as somebody who lives in Chicago, they're not doing too much on the... If they spend all of their draft picks on their O and D-line, may, maybe they could do something, but that that's another organization that I think is is bad. So I'm going to say winners and losers so far. Falcons are going to... I'm going to say winners because I like who they're picking up. I like, you know, Heineke coming in as a backup. Uh He's, to me, a great backup. They, they already said they're going with Ritter. Uh, love that. I love that they're putting their faith behind the youngster. But they also got a backup who, A, can come in, fill a position. We saw him do that with the Commanders last season. And He's willing to put the youth in front. Another thing that we saw last season, and he seems like he's a veteran that's willing to teach. And he, I like that. I, I think that's good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, there's still a lot to be seen. We still have the draft. I don't know. What do you think, man? Who who are your picks for? I think right Lever- the, the
1: biggest the biggest signing so far for me. Uh, happened just a couple hours ago the Saints went and picked up Jamal Williams from uh the Detroit Lions. I think that's a really talented player. I think the Lions are really going to miss him and I think the Saints are that's actually like a pretty good at addition to that roster there. Um I think the Raiders getting uh Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. I think you know they're moving I think that they are keeping the exact same level of quarterback play that they're getting, but for significantly cheaper. I like that signing for that. Um, I will say the C- the C- Seattle Seahawks picked up uh, Draymond Jones, who I think is really, really good. I think he's going to um, be, you know, we need like lineman and he's going to be extremely good in that position there. Um, Overall, I think this this is like a really, really like crazy free agency period. It seems like all of a sudden, like so many people are out on on free agency. Uh, what, what's happening to the Rams right now where they're just like cutting every single player on their roster is insane.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nuts to me. I don't know what any of the L.A. teams are doing. Like getting rid of like the Chargers and Eckler is wild to me. Everything yeah. the Rams are doing is nuts. It just feels like it's a it's a yard sale over there in L.A.
1: Yeah, a team and teams are benefiting. Like, I mean, somebody's going to get to add Bobby Wagner, to their roster, and he's going to be a a difference maker. Somebody's I mean, you saw Miami went and got one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now because of it. So it's going to it's going to be a difference maker for teams this year. Uh, As far as the Falcons go, I think it's interesting. I think most of their signings have been pretty good. I think the trade for uh, uh, Johnny Smith is fine. It's I don't think um, tight end is a position that you really want to go with, like, if you're trying to like build up something new, I think that's something you trade for if you're already in like win now mode. But I mean, the the pick compensations that they got for John Smith is it, it's pretty crazy. It was like what? Uh, it's like a fifth rounder or a seventh rounder.
0: Yeah, some some. Nuts.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it's really cheap. I, I mean, for everything that's not salary cap. So and they yeah. have salary cap to
0: spend. So I don't I think it's a pretty decent signing. Um I think it's just, you know, with Kyle Pitts being hurt and coming off of an injury, this is just more safety of like, hey, just in case he's not ready to go at the season beginning, we got another decent tight end who can yeah. produce. So that's I'm not bad. I, I
1: I like running, especially if you have one really talented uh tight end, I like running multi tight end sets. I think yeah. I think that's really, really efficient. Um I think that's going to wrap it up for a free agency talk. Still a lot of really interesting pieces out there that we're going to be talking about as we go forward. Like we said, we don't know where Austin Eckler going yet. That's probably getting a trade there. Ezekiel Elliott just got let go from the Cowboys. So he's going to be moving somewhere probably. Um, just, yeah, a lot to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. But um, something else that we're going to be looking forward to, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks just locked up a playoff berth they've clinched which means it's time that we can officially start looking at nba playoffs
0: it's way too early playoff predictions for us yes sir i love
1: it uh i told you at the beginning of the season that the bucks were going to be the number one seed coming out of the east and looks like i'm right they are like they are cleaning it up right now um most for the most part like i think the east is going to be super competitive a lot of these teams do look really good but yep. right now, it's I think it's pretty hard to argue anybody. But the Bucks are coming out of the East, the West. You I don't, say the I don't know.
0: I don't say even, I Celtics.
1: Mean, this if Celtics the Celtics are, the Celtics are a, a good team that have sort of like gone back and forth between being, you know, one of the best teams in the East, um, I do. They've been sh- kind of struggling lately. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't Ooh. I don't know. And I just don't I don't trust that team in the playoffs. I just haven't seen them have. The killer instinct in the playoffs. It's true. Um yeah. well Milwaukee's already gotten it done. And they 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 they're 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 just playing the best basketball that they have all season right now at down the stretch. Like I think by the time we get to playoff season they're just going to be running through teams. They're really good.
0: I mean, I'm I, two things. One, got to call out info in the chat. Dealand being targeted by the Chiefs makes sense. Bradford to Tampa Bay, not the veteran QB. I was talking, I was expecting hundred percent right. I don't know what Tampa Bay is doing. Uh, as far as the Bucks, yeah, the Bucks. I think we both agreed at the beginning of the season. The Bucks are a team that you have to expect is going to make it. You got Giannis, who's a perennial MVP candidate. Uh, these guys are always a threat, especially. And I've been saying this from the get go. The Bucks, great organization sneaky organization <laughs> i'm gonna say that now uh the coach that they have coach uh budenholzer they took him from the hawks they took him after the hawks had a, that 52 win season when they didn't have any all-stars it was like jeff teague al horford and like a bunch of other kids that nobody remember al horford all-star okay uh, al horford's an all-star Yeah, the man's still playing great in boston you love to see it uh but after that, the Bucks realized eh, that, you know, this guy studied under the great Popovich, Greg Popovich. He was his assistant coach for almost 12, 15 like, years. Atlanta sniped him for a head coaching position, and he wasn't happy there, especially because he was the head of a rebuild. It didn't go well. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a great job because he was a coach GM. And then didn't want to go through another rebuild with Trey Young. So the Bucks pounced on that and took an amazing coach, probably pop 2.0, as I like to call it, and brought him to a team where they had all the pieces to make Giannis an all-star. And that's the key to me right now, is I think they have the best coach, if not in just the Eastern Conference, in the entire NBA, honestly. A lot of people hype up like Steve Kerr, a lot of people hype up all these other coaches. I think Coach Bud is one of the best coaches. Look at his, like, especially in the playoffs, his offensive, like, plans and drops, especially outside coming from, like, uh, out of bounds. The plays that he creates are masterpieces. And when you have somebody who's a freak, literally like the Greek freak playing for you, you can get away with things you never thought you could. I've, I've... I remember a couple years ago when it
1: was the coach, Bud was on the hot seat. They wanted him gone. Everybody's expecting him to get. if he didn't win that championship, he would have been fired. Like I, the, the, I, there were, there were multiple, like it was like year after year, they would get into the playoffs and then he would, t- some time management or just like challenge problems or stuff. Or just like he would blow games at the end of these big playoff series and stuff. And like, if Giannis didn't take over and dominate in that finals, like,
0: but that's and what I, you need for an all-star. Every team needs an all-star. A coach can only do so much. You need somebody that takes the game into his hands at the end. And I, I seriously think, yes, he was questioned, but I think the reason why was because as a, his tenure as a head coach as a whole has been so short, there's not a lot to go based off of. But for me... I saw him do the dirty work in Atlanta, and now he's prospering in Milwaukee. I don't. I don't I think, think I'd put him. In.
1: I don't think I'd put him top five coach in the NBA.
0: Okay. Who? Well, who? Do, who do you think is the best coach in the Eastern Conference? Then
1: in the Eastern Conference, um, Spolstra. Miami Heat. Okay, guy's been a okay. great coach for a long time. Had a lot of success, but. I would, they, put, I, I would probably put Nick Nurse above uh, Mike Budenholzer.
0: Really? Okay. I I don't agree. I don't think Nick Nurse is that great. Like He's a good coach. I don't think he's that good. Uh, he's.
1: <laughs> when the Raptors. I mean, he hasn't had a good Raptors team in, a, in quite a long time. And even you look at last year, that team was not very good. But when they got to playoffs time, they really looked like a threat for a little bit. Like. He's consistently put together I mean, he's he's done what Popovich has done for the last couple of years which is put That's together fair. like pretty solid teams with like just garbage.
0: I 100% I agree with you and I think the difference maker for Nick Nurse is he doesn't have an all-star anymore. If, if you gone. gave
1: if you gave Nick Nurse Al Horford and like four bums, they would be a playoff team. They'd be a really you good really team. You really
0: think so. I yeah, don't think do. they'd be a playoff team. I feel I do. Like, genuinely i feel like if you put nick nurse on like i don't know is the brooklyn nets right now i don't think they go to the playoffs are the
1: are the raptors best player like who's the raptors best
0: player right now what isn't it uh the guy whose name i can't pronounce i'm gonna <laughs> you know who i'm talking about i i do i uh I, I, I can't
1: name i can't name i can't name a raptors player off the top of my head right now
0: I can. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher his name, but I feel like I'm going to have to. I, uh, OG Ananobi is on there. Uh, Pascal Siakam. There it is. Siakam. Si- oh, yeah. Si-
1: Siak- Siakam right now is not as good as Al Horford was at his peak in Atlanta.
0: That's true. But Scotty Barnes, their new like uh, rookie, is like very good, man. Yeah. He's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying i i, I think like there, last year i think nick nurse did a lot more with a lot less
0: uh fair i'll give you that i'll give you that
1: who do you have coming out of the west because the west is crazy right now john morant might not play for the rest of the season
0: i don't i think because of that the grizzlies are out i'm gonna say it straight yeah
1: up. and like if, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get back by playoffs i they're they're done they're they're, they're, they, they might yeah. sneak into playoffs just because they've been in the race for so long, but no, it's well, they're like
0: 50 and 50 and they're, they're second in the West right now, but I yeah. feel like if he doesn't, come they're, back they're going, I think it.
1: they're going to, they're fall They're going to fall to like a mid They're going to be a yeah. first round exit. Um, the nuggets, I, this would be a great time to see the nuggets do well. But when you look at like the nuggets as far as well as they're playing right now, one of the best teams in the NBA I just can't imagine them beating Giannis in the finals. I just I like I don't even think that series is going to be competitive if it gets there.
0: I feel like it would be. And the reason why is because Jokic, Jokic could match up on Giannis. The only difference is Giannis would outrun him. If Giannis can keep him on his toes, then it's Giannis all day. Otherwise, Milwaukee is so
1: much deeper. That's the thing is Mo- Milwaukee just has other playmakers. They've got Drew Holiday who can win a game on his own.
0: Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some wild things right now. Mavericks, okay. not going to make it. They're not going to the they're, uh, they're not gonna make it to the playoffs. They're not going to make it to the playoffs? They're not going to make it. They'll make the play-in, but they're going to lose in the play-in. All right? They're not playing well. Kyrie and Luka are not doing well. They're like ninth in the Western Conference right now, 34 and 35. They're not even 50%. They're below 50 they're not that's, doing well.
1: That's still the play-in tournament.
0: Suns in four, all right. Especially with Kevin Durant coming in. But gonna... will
1: but will Kevin Durant be coming in? That's the question.
0: That is the question. But he's gonna come in, man. But by the time the playoffs starts, he'll be ready. He's he'll be good to go.
1: he's come like he's coming off what was an like a near career-ending injury for Kevin Durant. Like the last the that last injury he had on his Achilles when he first got to the Nets. Like he basically didn't play for two years after that. Like. This dude is, he got, he, he didn't get hurt. He didn't get hurt playing in a game this time. He got hurt in the layup line. Yeah. Like this, there's something wrong with this dude now. Like I don't, like to just say it's a foregone it conclusion, only, he's going to be back in the playoffs. I don't think it's that's only
0: true. an MCL sprain though. That's the thing that you got to keep in mind. It's only a sprain. And I feel like he's the type of person that's not going to let something that minimal prevent him from playing in the playoffs especially with a team where, like let's be real kevin durant thrives and wins his championship rings when he goes to a team midway through a season that's already if he's not if he's not feeling 100
1: if he's not feeling 100 he's not going to play remember how his career ended in the warriors he didn't want to play he had he had almost the same like it was it was a minute injury that he had at the time he didn't tear his acl yet They thought that he would be fine. He could play on it if he decided to. They talked him into it, and then he got even—he got hurt even worse. I don't see this dude playing unless he feels he's a hundred percent when the Suns get to the playoffs.
0: I don't know, man. I feel like—and
1: anyway, it doesn't matter because the Kings—the Kings are going out of the West. The Kings are winning it all. You think the
0: Kings Kings are going to win it all? Light up the beam. Kings are taking it all. You know what? I'd love to see. I'd love to see the Kings Hawks. Why? Because. You got Kevin Herter coming from the Hawks, going to the Kings, and he is lighting it up. Like, after being away from Trey Young's shadow, to have Red Velvet get out there and get known really for his good. name. Dude, he is so good. And he's really good. This, there's this thing. He's what they thought Duncan Robinson was going to be. Exactly. Yes. 100%. But this is something about Atlanta that I hate. And I feel like there's this negative stereotype where, like, nobody likes Atlanta fans. Like, atlanta players atlanta fans. Well,
1: let's just let's just get into the next topic then we're Straight gonna go up. here aj yeah, we're just, just gonna talk we're, it's ah, talk kind of it. the transition
0: let's hawk talk let's hawk talk it up no but like it, this is a perfect transition because i feel like hawks in general atlanta in general sports in general they get looked down upon all right case in point Marcus smart hates the hawks especially after what we saw this weekend the man body slammed trey young and is now getting a fine for, what, I think it was $25,000, $35,000, and he was ejected from the game. The thing that bothers me the most about this is if you watch the film back, he's upset that as Trae Young is going up for a layup, he kicks his legs out after the jump, which he does always. And it wasn't like he was kicking his legs forward. It was a leg kick back. And he accidentally nicks Marcus Smart in the gonads, all right? So know. this guy proceeds to get mad and legitimately body slam Trey Young down. Now they give a technical to both men, and I think that that's wrong. Trey Young does not deserve a technical. Marcus Smart was ejected rightfully so because he kept trying to fight. but yeah, I think like look, look at Kevin Herter. look at Trey Young, Kevin Herter never got any recognition when he was in atlanta. Well, He's he been doing he the had, same
1: had he had that game against uh against who was it? um the 76ers. The 76ers. He, he, he just lit them up in like, the playoffs. He had that yeah. game.
0: Yeah, but and he got a little recognition then. But it wasn't until he went to the kings that there's a lot of love for red velvet now. And same thing with Trey Young. The man is, like, I think fourth in the scoring, almost second in assists leading, and he was ranked dead last as, like, among peers for All-Star as a guard in the Eastern Conference. Like, out of all 12 teams in the Eastern Conference, a lot of good they guard said play right Trae now. Young is the worst. A lot of good guard you play think, right now. You really think that there are, in the Eastern Conference, 11 other better guards? than Trey Young. Maybe? You're smoking. Maybe? (laughs) I don't know. He is literally in the top 10 in assists and scoring in the entire league. And you're saying there are 11 players, guards, better than him in just the Eastern Conference. There's something wrong. And it is a bias, man. Because, come on, if it was any other player, if it was LeBron James getting hit by Marcus Smart that heavily. It was $25,000, by the way. If if it was that bad, not only would Marcus Smart get ejected in a technical, LeBron James would get free throws and he'd get an apology from the commissioner. <laughs> like, let's, come on. I mean, I, I don't know, like
1: Trey Young hasn't earned, like, those kind of calls to be like, oh, yeah, we, you, you know, we
0: got to protect you that way. I don't, I don't There's a difference between there's a difference between earning protection calls and when a player literally body slams you. Like <laughs> that's a difference. I don't know. He threw the man to the ground <laughs> after they were both on their feet. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, so I mean, how, how do you how do you feel about the Hawks in general right now? Because they the Quinn Snyder's there now. They're in sorry. what? They're the the eighth so, seed.
0: Right now, currently, the Atlanta Hawks are in the eighth seed, I think. Let me, let me, I mean, let me I, make sure. I think so. That. Yeah, they, they are. Yes. Eastern. Eighth seed.
1: 34-35.
0: Right. So that puts them behind the heat, which is 37-33. Nets and Knicks. So this is, this is the thing that I kind of am enjoying right now uh, that a lot of people aren't talking about. And it's the difference between... I'm a, I'm a huge Hawks fan. I take advantage of it talking too much about them in, in here because it's the one team I love. And we, we do that. We talk about Falcon Seahawks. We talk yep. about Hawks here. Uh, we talk a lot about baseball, and I don't know that much about it. So we do what we like here because that's, that's the don't cause a ruckus way. But the thing that I like to point out is uh, we have such a small baseline to judge these two coaches off of. But... In the first two games, I'm gonna compare the last two games with Nate McMillan in the first ten first ten games versus the last ten games. Yeah. First with Quinn, last with Nate. So the point per game with Nate McMillan was 118, 10th in the NBA. With Quinn Schneider, 122.3, fourth in the NBA. Field goal percentage. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna go over everything. I'm just gonna give you their rankings. Yeah. With Nate McMillan, 20th. With Coach Snyder, third in the NBA. Three-point percentage. With Nate, 15. Quinn, sixth. Offensive rating. Nate, 13. Quinn, fifth. Now, defensive rating. This is the only big one. Nate, it was 22nd. Quinn, it's 26th. <laughs> so they're not a great at um, defensive team. But everything else, as soon as Quinn Snyder took over... They were within the top six teams in every offensive category. Okay. If they kept that from the beginning of the season till now, they would be probably first or second, maybe third place. If they continue this, I, I genuinely think they could make a good run. I'm not saying they're going to win it all. No, but they could win the playoff, like play in bracket. They could. I could see an Eastern conference final potentially It depends on how much synergy. I'm going to say synergy. I like that word. We're going to go with synergy. All right. Synergy that Quinn Schneider can do. You can see the difference between how Trey Young plays defense right now. He's been picking players up full court and actually causing problems. It's been great to see. Something that every person has complained about with Trey Young is his defense on and off the ball. Since Quinn Schneider took over his like defensive rating has increased steadily. It's not like major, like let's say he's one of the best defensive. No, we're not going to say that he's Trey young dudes, tiny, but the fact that he's changing his mentality and mindset with him and the coach is actually sitting down, putting time behind it and telling him, Hey, stop putting that personal time behind it. You love to see it. And he's open to it and you can tell. So uh, I think there's potential. I would love to see a good playoff run, but we'll see. So
1: I'll say I'll say this. So the Heat, Heat are on decline right now. I think yep. that the, the Hawks will probably finish this season in the seventh seed. Right they gonna I think they're going to continue to play pretty well. Uh, I like I, that. I do. I do think that they've improved. Uh, they are three games behind the Heat right now, and I expect the Heat to drop down to like the eighth seed. So I'll say I'll give the I'll give the the Hawks the seventh seed. I'll
0: take it. So fir- take it.
1: first round, they play the Celtics. How do you okay. how do you. F- how did, how how would you feel about that matchup? Do you think they make it out of that that matchup?
0: That would be rough, honestly. I think that's a seven game series and I could see that going either way. I think the Celtics would probably win it if I'm being honest and fair, but you know, you never know. Uh, if what about the, the Knicks? What is we'll the,
1: say we'll even give them if the net if the Nets fall off, we give them the 76ers at at the third 76 third seed 76ers.
0: We could take the Seventy Sixers. We could take the Seventy Six. You can you can take on James really? Harden. You can take on Joel Embiid. Yeah, yes. Because we've done it once. We'll do it again. That that's a that would be a confidence booster if they did if they played Philly. You know why? Because they would have up every fan would wear the John Collins dunking on Joel shirt that's out there with his like arm wrapped around him dunking over him, and it would just get in Joel's mind. He wouldn't play as well. That's a done deal. We we would beat them. Knicks. I think we would beat two Uh, heat I think we'd beat Cavs, we would beat. The only teams that I would be nervous to go up against and I'm going to be honest here. Bucks and Celtics, only two. Those two I think are the two that could destroy the Hawks. I I
1: so I'm going to I'm going to be honest. I put you guys I think you're like a I think you're like the end of B tier. I, I in in I'll Eastern Conference, I would put you guys in the same category as the Cavs, same category as the Knicks and I would put you guys behind them. I think I
0: would I'd be more willing to take the Cavs than I would take the Hawks. The only reason why I disagree is because I think playoff Trey Young is a different breed of human than normal season Trey Young. He lives for playoffs. And especially in New York, after all the F Trey Young chance, I think he would just it just feeds his soul. He's just he just eats that up, man. I like, would he, I
1: would I I hate I hate the Knicks, and so I would I would like to see. You be uh, like yes. Well, I hate New York, but yeah, uh, I would I would like to see Trey Young go uh, embarrass New York. But I'm I'm not sure the the bracket's going to line up in a way for us that that'll. Happen, I don't think unfortunately.
0: it uh, Unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> hey, you never know. Like you know, the Knicks could go on a run. They could get that third seed. We could. You know, it's it's entirely possible. We could Um, see the Hawks take the sixth seed. Nets, Cavs drop off. You never know.
1: I think that's going to wrap up our NBA talk today. I think that went really well. I enjoyed that. I
0: enjoyed it. It Um, We can do a little
1: bit of baseball talk, as we alluded to earlier, because the World Baseball Classic is going on right now. Tonight we have uh, the Dominican Republic versus Puerto Rico, two baseball powerhouses playing each other right now in. I mean, it's got to be just a crazy game both those teams both those uh cultures playing in miami right now like it's got to be just crazy uh these games have been like have you watched any of these world baseball classic games aj they've been super fun
0: i've been watching a couple of them uh you know i try to pay attention to the like players that i have on the the brave so like, most most Freddy of Frieden the didn't know he was canadian yeah so that's not I. Um, (laughs) most of the games are
1: happening in Miami right now. And just like the Miami crowd, because, you know, there's so many like just like Latinos in that in that community and stuff like they love baseball, dude. And like these games are like it's so much fun. Bunch of like a huge group of fans standing right behind the catcher just doing like strikeout calls and stuff. It's awesome. That's great. Uh, The uh, the Italian team had an espresso machine in their dugout.
0: (laughs) Love it. See, that's okay. That's the shit that needs to. We need to see in you know the MLB. We need to see teams with actual like personalities, like you know the Brewers. Put like a brew, like a keg or two. Like let's see some brewery things right in the dugout, like straight to the thing. You know, I I love that. I love that the Italians had an espresso. Bring that into it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 been really fun to watch, especially because like. I know I know there's like a joke like, oh, yeah, it's like the US and then we just like crush it. But like one, that's not actually the case. Like a lot of these countries are really good at baseball.
0: That's Um, kind of the beauty of baseball.
1: Yeah. But what's what's really great about it is like the US team is like some of the guys there. They're really having a good time. You know, obviously they enjoy just going out there and playing in this thing. But like some like they don't take it seriously the way some of these teams like the dominican republic team like they really care about this the puerto rico yeah. team the cuban team like the the japanese and korean teams they're really really good and like soup like do you ever watch like a uh, kb kbl when it was um like at the very beginning of pandemic all sports shut down but the oh, korean yeah. baseball league was still going on did you watch any of that
0: yeah i did that was like when I was craving sports and they had baseball, and I'm like, yeah, ah, out of all the sports, I Korean get it's baseball than players.
1: Golf. Korean baseball players are some of the most fun people to watch because they're cult- culturally, they're all super into bat flips, and yeah. so they're all doing like super cool bat flips. When they hit a home yeah. run, they celebrate like crazy. And they beat the uh, the Chinese team uh, by 22 runs the other night. It's insane. These Ooh. games are awesome
0: no I I love it anytime that you can bring a bunch of countries and cultures together for one sport and have it be mostly about sports whether it's the Olympics the baseball World Classic or uh you know the World Cup you'd love to see it because it shows us as humans it shows us that we don't have to like fight over everything we can come together in joyous occasion and I love it I'm excited to see it uh, like I said, I love seeing different players on like, and you find out their teams. It's great to do it in a sport like baseball. Freddie Freeman, come on, that's great. Uh, seeing that he's Canadian, both you and I are like he's Canadian. All yeah. right, let's let's go. Uh, yeah, and, and you're the, right.
1: You, U.S. beat Canada, which was awesome. U S beat uh, Great Britain, just beat the hell out of them after it's tying them in the happened. World Cup. So you yeah, know, we come nice. out we come out on top. Of this year uh
0: we are we're,
1: we are better at sports at every sport than great britain there it
0: is i feel like that that that's like a thing that the u.s does every like couple years is like olympics we have the most medals like yeah <laughs> like now it's like world cup and world class better than you britain at least we can say that we didn't we didn't do anything else but we're better than britain let's go
1: yeah uh i the u.s has a shot <laughs> so i would I you know pay attention the u.s might win the world baseball classic which would be cool the two of these teams right now, like like I said, Puerto Rico and uh, the Dominican Republic are both stacked, but they they're playing each other right now and only one of these teams can make it through. So that's actually going to be pretty,
0: pretty wild. Um, I feel like whoever wins that has got to be the, the favorite to win it all afterwards.
1: But potentially Japan is still really, I mean, they have Shohei Otani over there. So, you know, they're yeah. really, really good. The US, obvi- we have like one of the best squads we've ever fielded. So. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll keep you updated if anything interesting happens. Uh, we got one more news topic today, AJ. This is one. Okay, so you're not going to know what this is, but I'm going to explain this to you, okay? Because this this just happened yesterday, bit. and it's hype as hell. Okay. Uh, so, yes. So uh, Magic the Gathering card game, I love it. Oh, no, lots of people in the, the chat who love it.
0: I don't know. They, this stuff. That's uh, not where I was, you was going. Okay, so
1: they acquired the rights. They're making a a Lord of the Rings themed Magic the Gathering set. Okay. Okay. First reveal of it happened yesterday, and what what's what's announced is in one of these packs there is the One Ring. They've made a card. It's called the One Ring, and you know it's a rare. You can get it in whatever packs, but there will be one special limited edition, one of one. The one ring hidden in one of the packs for this game. It looks like this. There will only be one of these in circulation ever.
0: So there's only one of one.
1: There is. Yeah, it's it's marked right there. You see the the, uh, the zero zero one out of zero zero one. It is the one ring. How much do you think this thing's gonna be worth?
0: Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a good question because uh, I know Magic the Gathering is huge. Uh, I told you I had a buddy who was like ranked 17th in the nation a few years ago. My One of my good friends just started. He he told me that Planeswalker is what Magic the Gathering folk call them, not gatherers. Yep. Yep. Uh He's getting into it. He's buying packs. He's trying to convince me to get into it. It's just, it seems a little too complicated for me. But if I know anything about collectibles, and I kind of do NFTs, shit like that, uh a one of one is worth a lot. And this has been going on for like at least 20 some years as long as I've been alive almost. This is going to be the rarest Magic the Gathering card ever. It's got to be at least I'm going to say $250,000. 250
1: really I, I yeah. I'd say this we're looking closer to a million. You think? I do. Um there's there is there are some questions about it. Um, whether or not this is going to be a card that people actually want to play with, I think is going to influence the value. If this is a card that stays around Uh the beta black Lotus, which is previously like the most special card of all time that usually sells for around a million dollars when they get sold. really.
0: Yes. OK, so, so if that's the case, how many of those are in in circulation?
1: Um, it's like a hundred. Uh, Probably like around like two hundred and fifty ish.
0: Oh, Okay, then if that's the case, this is easily going to go for 2.5 mil. If not 5. You think we can get up to 2.5, 5 million dollars with this? Yeah, because you have to think that the, 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 the second most rarest one went for like a mil on the regular. This yeah. is almost 250 times more rare than that. I'm not going to multiply it by 250 times, but you can make the argument that it's worth that much more. But 2.5. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it go for 2.5. Maybe five. Yeah.
1: So so my my the only the only sticking point I have with it is so Black Lotus is the most expensive card in Magic. It yep. is one, it's one of the most powerful cards. So it's it's got that going for it. And it's also like just one of the most iconic cards. Like they put it on like playmats, they put it on, you know, posters, all that stuff. It's an iconic card that people want to own. This yeah. one, I mean, it's the one ring, right? So it's got it's a Lord of the Rings thing. People are gonna have some connection to that they're going to want it anyway and this is a very very special one I'm gonna go one and a half mil I think that's where I think in a when this thing finally does go to auction I think it's gonna be one and a half million
0: okay okay
1: what do you what do you think is this enough to get you to go pack hunting to try to find this thing
0: no I mean (laughs) the only reason why I feel like it could go a little higher. And the only reason why I think that is because I'm, you know, board apes are going on the regular for like a million dollars. So like, if this is a one of one, a true one of one, these clips there's, there's more money. Like, like oh, you got, you you've ape. got
1: like rich people who like really want to get now. I will. If, if, if post Malone decides that he wants this thing, cause he's like super into magic, then who knows this could, Dude, it could go over like five mil.
0: He may. And that's the thing. Sometimes these people come out the woodwork just because, you know, like, i'd love to see that you know i love the fact that this is going so hard and i love that magic the gathering is still going i love that they're doing one of ones but you know what i'm gonna i bet you is going to end up happening is you can trade this in you're gonna have to go on a long journey through certain things and you're gonna trade it in for another one of one that's just gonna be the most monstrous card that will never be able to be destroyed and it's gonna be like Sauron. it's gonna be something ridiculous Or like, <laughs> or it would be great if you get it. And it's just friendship is the card you get back. You know, it's like <laughs> Samwise and like Frodo hugging. That, that's what I would want. That's that's the real prize is friendship. That's the real prize, prize is friendship. All these years, Matches the Gathering, all we've done is we just want to bring you guys closer together. It's all about friendship at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> all right. That's going to wrap it up for our news topics this week uh we do have one more topic it's it's a game we like to play every week it's called off the top three aj and i are gonna make top three lists off the top of our head i've got a topic for aj and aj's got a topic for me neither of us know what those topics are aj this week from you i want to know okay so i'm gonna give give you a little preface for this okay all right i love it quentin tarantino you know yeah yeah you've seen his movies you love him
0: I've seen his movies. I love some of them. Some love of them some don't like others. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. he's
1: he's announced he's uh, planning on only doing ten movies in his career. He's he's yep. started production that, yeah. on his last movie called The Movie Critic. I don't know if it's actually going to be his last movie, but he says it is. Yeah. So AJ, I want to know top three favorite Quentin Tarantino movies.
0: Okay. Now I'm gonna pull them up. I'm gonna look them up just because he's he he has a few. Yep. Uh, oh Man, Kill Bill is great. Indeed. I've never seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to be honest with you. It's pretty good. Wait, he did Little Nicky? No, he
1: must be in Little Nicky. He didn't direct that. I was going
0: to be like, (laughs) he couldn't have directed Little Nicky because that would be sad. Uh, (laughs) Did he do Desperado? No, no, that is. um, That was Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So, Okay. Okay. I'm going to do like this. Yeah. I'm going to go no order top 3. Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Django. Okay. And this is a hard one. It, it's like it's like a it's a, <clears throat> it's a big tie between pulp fiction and uh and Glorious Bastards. Those are all really good movies. I I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Pulp Fiction, though.
1: Pulp Fiction. Yeah. OK,
0: yeah, I have to go with Pulp Fiction. Solid.
1: It's a solid list. Uh, I personally, I think I would have a Kill Bill on there. I love Kill Bill a lot, uh, and good. I J- Jackie Brown. If you haven't seen, it, I think it's his most underrated film. I think that movie is amazing.
0: I haven't.
1: Pam Did Greer, he, oh. Samuel Jackson, Robert De Niro. It's
0: awesome. OK, OK. But I yeah, I mean, "Glorious
1: Bastards, that one's really good. Pulp Fiction, obviously classic. I never liked Death Proof.
0: No, like, Death Proof's not the best. No, it's not good. No,
1: Hateful Eight. I loved that one. It's really good. He's got a lot of he, like he's like mostly bangers. Doesn't have a lot yeah. of misses. I, I can see some people not liking like Hateful Eight. I can see yeah. not liking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But for the most part, I think it's all bangers.
0: See, that's the one that I feel like I need to watch, but the reason why I haven't, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan and like his, you know, his daughter came out and said that that's not like how he wants to be portrayed. That's not how he would have acted when they did that. So I was like, ah, uh, I feel like I got to do it. I got to give it a chance. I got I to.
1: So I've, I've heard I've heard that that's based on some like actual stories people have of Bruce Lee in Hollywood. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's it is It is depending on how, how you feel about it stuff. I was also, you know, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan as well. So I I was I felt a little bit of some kind of way about it. But I. it's a good movie, though. It's a solid, solid flick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to not watch it, but I haven't so far. And that was yeah. my reason
1: check. got to check it out.
0: All right. So it's my turn now. Yeah, now I I've, I'm I'm trying to come up with an idea. And, you know, there's a lot of things coming to mind, but Hmm. Yeah, okay. I guess I'm gonna do this one because it's the only thing that's really jumping out at me. If you had to pick three comic books to create future movie or movie franchises that you would be the executive producer of. So your name's attached to it. Okay, and you're gonna want it to do well. What three would you try to build off of? Like what three comics would you try to build franchises off?
1: Do I single moves or do they have to be franchises?
0: You can make single movie if that's what you think would be best. But
1: Okay. First off, I'm going to do uh, Lost at Sea by Brian Lee O'Malley, the guy who wrote Scott Pilgrim. It's the book he yeah. wrote before Scott Pilgrim. It's fantastic. Everybody should read it. Um, then I would do... Um, See, part of me wants to do Hellboy, but I'm not. I, I don't think we need another, <laughs> another Hellboy one. movie. It's another already done. Hellboy.
0: It's been done.
1: Hellboy's like probably my favorite comic book of all time, and like the really? movies just know that. don't
0: don't hit. I love Hellboy.
1: Um, let movies me do. Are not
0: great. I had such high hopes for the last one too with David Harbour.
1: Yeah, that one looked really exciting because it looked like it was leaning way more into like the horror stuff, and like the imagery looked really nice. But yeah, bit of a disappointment, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Hmm.
0: This one's we're tough. just loving Canada today. Brian Lee O'Malley, another Canadian cartoonist. Oh yeah, I'm sure out. BC Lion is loving this. Just Canada Day.
1: Uh, give me uh Scud, the disposable assassin. That's an indie comic from way back when. It's super fun. It's it's crazy. It's all over the
0: place. Um, super dope comic. And That is. Such a throwback and he would be such a like, I could see that Scud as like an actual like it would be CGI, but it would be like it would look cool as hell.
1: I'm thinking Chu. do you ever read Chu?
0: I haven't. Which one is that?
1: So Chu was an image book and it was about like if. If a guy he had like a basically a superpower, where if he ate something, he would immediately be able to like Essentially, like experience its life while he was eating it and stuff, and then they use that power to solve mysteries. So, like, he has to like eat dead people and stuff. It's so, like, it's a I weird zombie? book, kind of
0: similar. <laughs> it sounds like I Zombie really badly. He has to eat somebody, so it's like cannibalism. But Eye Zombie is like she's a zombie that if she eats brains, she doesn't. She can be human and she gets their memories. So
1: yeah, so, so it's like like they're they're investigating like murders and stuff in order to yeah. like. Figure out who killed them. He has to eat part of the dead people. It's 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 it it, it, the the premise like starts off there and then gets way wider and they do a lot more stuff with it. But it's yeah, super interesting. Or you know what? You know what else would be what else I'd really like to see done? Sex criminals. Okay. Have you ever you ever read sex criminals?
0: That's another one I haven't heard of. But so that, it, that's, it,
1: an, that's an image book that's been that's going for a couple one. of years. Um, yeah. oh, who who writes that one? Uh, but the, the, the pitch of this one is there are these two people who find Matt out. It's Fraction. Chip Zadar- Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky. They're Zdarsky, awesome. Yeah. They, they've worked together on so many books. These two people find out that when they have sex together, for a brief period of time, at the end, they freeze time.
0: <laughs>
1: and they they decide they're going to rob banks.
0: That that'd be a good one. <laughs> that would be a good one. Oh man, uh, it's
1: that's a super dope book. Chip Zdarsky's like, I mean, I think his art's like fantastic.
0: Uh, Zayboy live. We do interact with chat occasionally if they, you know, give us question. Do y'all give us do e Give us cool
1: points. You know, <laughs> no, like that. I
0: don't. I don't do an e date. I have a fiance, uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know about Jose. Jose. Do you no, eat never. it? I don't. No, I, I no, never have.
1: Never.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think we're a little too old fashioned for that. Uh, as, let's go. Let's get back to the topic we were on. Uh, for
1: yeah. me, it's like you have to do like indie comics, right? Like you can't. Like I don't want to like just do like a Marvel or a DC book. Like I want to like because there's a lot of like really cool uh comic books that are just like never gonna get adapted because they're not Marvel, basically.
0: Yeah, you're you're not wrong. That's kind of why, like, you know, if I did it, there's two that I would really like to do. And I agree with you. It'd be, you know, it, it's nice to follow and do the indie comics because, like you said, they're, they're the ones that aren't going to get the attention. Uh, but if I were to do it, I'm going to have to sneak on one Marvel and one DC. But the reason why I want these is because the the, the writers who created these characters don't really get a lot of recognition uh not only that these characters are very 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 much like z list so first one i would do is uh (laughs) the worst x-men alive it's uh it's a story
1: yeah it was i think i
0: remember this one yeah it was written by one of my good friends max bemis uh he's the lead singer of say anything he also does a lot of writing for comic books he did the Moon Knight, like one of the most recent Moon Knight runs. Uh, and the whole story follows this X-Men character who he doesn't know what his superpower is. And the reason why he doesn't know what his superpower is, is because they tested him and they told him that if he ever does his superpower, he will die. So his whole entire career, his whole entire life, he's just training never to let out his superpower, his gift. Turns out his gift was he's a giant bomb.
1: Yeah. One, it's, one time he gets to blow up.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that would be funny just because I feel like that'd be a funny short. Um, another one that I'd love to see is uh, like, we talked about this before the boom, like comics,
1: the power ranger power ranger series. Yeah. That's just so perfect.
0: Just, it would be so great to see, especially like uh, like a couple movie franchises of that because you know, once you get out of the little kids era and like go into the comic books, it gets pretty brutal. And I, I, I big fan of brutal power Rangers. Cause you know, both you and I agree on this. We watched them yep. as an adult. It doesn't translate when you're an adult, but it's still good. It's still yep. good. Uh, I think the last one I would do, Oh man, I just had it in my head. Uh, now I don't remember. Oh, static, static shock
1: yeah there there's at various points there's been like static shock movies in the works and i think like michael b jordan was attached at one point yeah and, like they've had it given to a bunch of different people i want yeah give me a static shock movie that's awesome
0: give me a static shock movie i feel like you know it, it's it's one of those things where black panther was so you know widely acclaimed because it gave minorities a superhero to look up to it gave them a superhero that's along the side of pantheons of like people that we've seen for the rest of our lives like as far as like white people going and you know black panther changed that up it was like a cultural phenomenon they really did a great job with both movies ryan coogler killed it on both ends by you know bringing in the feeling and not making it feel making it feel authentic not making it feel you know yeah. Forced. And I feel like this is a situation where DC can come in and bring in their own, you know, comic book franchise that could follow in those footsteps, but really tell a story of uh, you know, a character within the United States that could really appeal to a lot of younger kids, and they're just really dropping the ball on it, especially if Michael B. Jordan was attached. I feel like that should have been something that's still on the slate. That should be something that they push forward. And it's especially for our generation who grew up with static on Saturday mornings, you're going to reach a lot of people more so than yeah. you think.
1: He's a super cool character with like a lot of, a lot of really interesting stuff going on. They should really use that. They should really yeah. be using that character. And um, Dakota
0: as a whole, like think of all I the mean, Dakotas. That's, that's that always been, been a problem
1: wrong. with DC, right? Is that DC's always so focused on like, we need a Superman movie. We need a Batman movie. Like they're always worried about like the Justice League members and stuff. And they have like a huge roster of people like a Plastic Man movie would be amazing. Just like, oh, yeah, okay. he's Mr. Fantastic. But he's like, like he's like a weird creep who
0: robs shit. Like you could make a movie about that. Jim Carrey. Just get Jim Carrey to be Plastic Man. D- done yeah. deal. That's all you
1: um, need. The guy who plays jean Rafio on uh, Parks and Recreation. Ben yeah. Schwartz. Ben Perfect. Schwartz would be great. Perfect Plastic Man. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, they, they've got like a really deep roster of really interesting characters that they can make movies about. And instead, we're just getting like 20 Batman movies.
0: Well, uh, that's the one thing that gives me hope about James Gunn is that, you know, we're getting a Booster Gold movie. It oh, seems yeah. like he's really trying to bring up those like, you know, not really loved characters to the forefront. And I love to see it. I'm really excited about it. Yeah.
1: All right, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's Don't Cause a Ruckus. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, all that stuff. Remember, you can watch it live on twitch.tv fan-controlled sports, or listen to it on podcast services or the YouTube. Just check out the fan-controlled sports thread. Um, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week talking more NFL free agency, probably talking more NBA. But until next time, keep the ruckus to a minimum.
0: Peace. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.